This is The Meek Informant, your content source for Legend of the Five Rings, published by Fantasy Flight Games. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to The Meek Informant, your podcast for the meek and uninformed. I'm Eric. I'm Adam. And I'm Nick. We got him. It's everybody. Woo, it's the whole party. I know. Hi, guys. All together. Howdy. I have a complicated relationship with the word howdy. You have to stop saying it every time that I greet you. What is your issue with howdy? So when you say howdy, it means how are you? Yeah, it's how do you do? Yeah, how do you do? And I want to say good. And you say howdy, and it means hi, but it also means how do you do. So I don't know how to answer, and it just hurts my brain every time. <laughs> Perfect. I'm never going to stop using it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're back. We are still here playing L5R. Whoops, I dropped a thing. Yeah, it sounded like an anvil. Like You were just like, yeah. You dropped the mic. It was a, uh, a roll of scotch shipping packing tape. Riveting. Good. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, well, we want to thank Midgard Hobbies and Games and Luxury Playstyle for supporting our show as well as our patrons. Thanks, guys and gals, for keeping us coming back and talking into microphones at you about L5R. And other stuff. Occasionally. Yeah, and like Scott Shipping Tape and How Are, how are You Do? How Do You Do? How Do You Do? And greetings. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay, let's move on. Wow. Nick, why don't you take us into Bustling Academy here and go over some pretty cool rules interactions that we actually don't know the real answers to. We've stumped Nick. We've we've been able to do it. It's happened. I don't know about that. I have my opinions. I have one too. The answer to this. But uh, we just disagree. So, Hey, man. All right. Yeah. So the one that I am pretty sure I know is correct, but Adam thinks I'm wrong about, is the new card Ichiro and how it interacts with shameful display. So we had a interaction uh, just tonight where we were playing, or I was watching uh, Adam play a game against a guy named Bob, uh, local lion player. Um, but, from uh, Massachusetts. Yes, from Massachusetts. Uh, not that local. So, And Bob attacked with an Ichiro with attachments into shameful display. Adam defends with a character with no attachments. So... Ichiro has attachments, so he can't be honored or dishonored. The question is, is he a valid target for shameful display? Because shameful display doesn't care if the second half fully resolves. It just needs two people in the conflict. So my argument here is they're not a valid target because he can't be impacted in any way by shameful display. Whereas when you're you know, re-dishonoring quote unquote uh an already dishonored character to honor another character so you're only changing one of the character's status um you could still technically if you wanted to uh honor the opponent's character the the dishonored character um which makes them a valid target for at least some of the effect of shameful display but Ichiro isn't a valid target because he his status token can't be moved. He can't be moved up or down on the status track by honor or dishonor effects. That's that's my argument anyway. Yeah, well, my mine is mine is like that it is the same as the you know since core steward of law, 
into a shameful with a character, two characters in there that you can't dishonor anybody, but you can at least honor one character. And the requirements for uh, shameful for those that might forget is it just has to have two characters participating in the conflict and then it's dash honor one and dishonor the other. So, uh, right. Yeah. yeah so my, but, my thought is, yeah, but I can't, is, I can't choose, uh, uh, an invalid target for an effect, an effect that, uh, yeah, but the effect won't affect isn't, it isn't part way. of that, but the effect is now part of the, the requirement is two participating it, characters. It is though, because if you look at, um, a good example of this is bonsai. Um, if you play bonsai, you can't target a dash character because you can't modify the dash in any way, but I can play bonsai in political conflicts. So if I have a, you know, a Bayushi liar and I try to play bonsai just to spend some honor because I'm scorpion and my mechanics are broken. Um, <laughs> I can't target. This is not another podcast that you might be familiar with that is just wants to. I don't, did you hear yeah. our last episode where we bashed scorpion because you were away and the cats could play? Yes, I heard that. It seems mm-hmm. like a c- common theme across the podcast uh, arena these days. Well, maybe you should take a hint. Um, but but I can't play that bonsai on my dash character because he's not an eligible target because it can't change him. Now, I think that's the same thing that's happening with Shameful Display here. Whereas, Yeah, but that's, so, that's a little different because that's the, you can't actually change the game state there. That's why you can't. Yeah, that's, that's my argument. And I don't. I really don't know which side of this is correct, but the changing of the game state is always what I thought. How shameful worked when you had a dishonored character on the other side of the board. You just say, "I choose two. Great, I get past the dash, and now, oh look, my game state's changed because one of the characters gets honored." Yeah, that's actually a great. That's a great one to to support my argument, right? Because you can't target that guy by your by your. You can. Uh, you can. You can. Some portion of the back end of the effect. I can't. The, the, He's already dishonored. He can't be yeah, dishonored. But, but right, I you can't dishonor. A, oh, right. that's true. You could choose to I, right. honor him. Shameful display does not say honor my character and honor yours. Now, so here's another that's comparison. Um, uh, Kiku Matsuri says choose two characters, honor both of them. I can't choose your character if your character is already honored, even though that's it true. still says choose two characters. Yeah, Adam. He's he's got us. That was it. That was the linchpin of the argument is that with shameful before you How didn't say one? which you didn't say which one you were honoring or dishonoring when you chose. It, right. The dishonored character was valid to be honored, but then at the last minute you go Oop, switched and then it's fine because <laughs> yep. you can you can choose two valid targets and then play a switcheroo. Uh, <laughs> switcheroo. <laughs> it's, yeah. It, I mean, this is like a silly. I'll admit this is a silly kind of rules thing that that shameful ends up working this way, but this is how it has been kind of rationalized since uh yeah. since core and and we have nothing to go off on this besides what we just discussed and uh jigoku doesn't have yeah, my, well, as as of, logic as so, of january 20th 2020 there's no jigoku to back us on either way of this so what, are we what? looking up for rulings now well no i was just going to say that under in the rules reference guide under initiating oh, abilities it says that there, whenever a player wishes to play a card or initiate a triggered ability, that player first declares his or her intent, shows the card to be used if necessary. There are two preliminary confirmations that must be made before this process may begin. And I, it's great that we play a game that has like <laughs> steps like this. Listen, One, I love it. 
Check play restrictions and verify the existence of eligible targets. Can the card be played or the ability initiated at this time? If the play restrictions are not met or there are no eligible targets for the ability, the process cannot proceed. So with the first example, with regular old shameful, it can. And with this, it can't. So I think right, that's... Because he's not eligible to be changed. That's that's what I think is, is going on. Ah, that's fine. I, I disagree. I would love for an official ruling on it. I think it's interesting. All right, folks. But I seem right very in. official there, and I cannot believe you don't innately believe me. Oh, oh, I thought we had Eric well, on the show. I didn't know your name was Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> that is both a dig against you and Tyler because he has not come on our show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Little things. And now he never will. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he will. We love him. What are you talking about? We had a great time at Worlds. That was a good time. Shall we move on? Yeah, but so I I, I, I would, but I think I think that it is unclear. I think an official ruling That's would be pretty clear. Anyway, that... <laughs> yeah, it's so clear that three people who have a podcast about this card game spend eight minutes arguing about it. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Hundred uh, percent. Talk about the other one that we just tested. Yeah. Yeah. So the other one I think is a Jigoku issue. Right. So yeah. why don't you explain what was going on there, Adam? Yeah. So uh, I've been playing that silly little fire scorpion deck, and it's got adopted kin and tainted Koku in there, and castigated all that good stuff. So can, I remember a couple refresh the the three cards. What? what... Yeah. So I'll I'll go that. So a couple of weeks ago, I played this on Jigoku, and I haven't played a ton lately. So, but this one stood out to me. And so tainted Koku is a one cost attachment, uh, and at minus one minus ones, the character gets attached to. When that character leaves play. Tainted Cuckoo can be moved to another character uh, as me as the controlling player with of Tainted Cuckoo to another character. Um, it's a choice. Adopted Kin has uh, the uh, effect that any every other attachment attached to the character that has Adopted Kin attached to gains Ancestral. And Ancestral is if um, oh, sorry, my screen just went off. Uh, if that character leaves play then the attachments return to the um the owner of the attachments uh hand, hand. yeah right <clears throat> so those two are the kind of like the two linchpins of this and the reason castigate is important is it's just the way that the catalyst to kill things that in that deck so uh yeah so in jigoku what happens is we just tested this out again is the second that the character is about to leave play that has both adopted kin and tetikoku on it uh, Jigoku has this huge framework <laughs> screen that pops up and it has like four things uh, on it. And I'm just going to pull it up real quick to say what they are. But effectively, it's saying Castigated is uh, making a character leave play, then framework effect of the Adopted Kin affecting the Tainted Koku, affected the Castigated that's attached, and then a framework effect. And Jigoku asks, Do you want to pass here? And the reason is the only thing that Jigoku lets you click is the Tainted Koku at this time, which then lets you transfer it to another character on your opponent's side. Well, the second you do that, it goes through, it moves it over to another character, but then the Jigoku log says, returned Castigated to the owner's hand, Adopted King gets discarded, and then it says, Castigated gets returned to your hand, but you look at the Jigoku screen and it's not back in your hand, it's on the character you just selected so right. yeah the tainted koku it says it goes back to your hand and then it 
doesn't. It's Magically is back it's, it's weird. It was very weird. I think we ended up yeah. in the right place, but the Jigoku well, log. Yeah. So the, the the exact wording on those two cards, right, is with Tanikoku, interrupt when attached character leaves play, move it to another character. Ancestral right. Ancestral says if the thing, uh, sorry, if the card or game element to which an ancestral attachment is attached leaves play, then it returns to the other hand. So you kill the thing, that thing leaves play, and instantaneously both of those effects are going off. Normally I'd expect that you could choose the interrupt, but ancestral is not an, it's not a triggered ability. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's Keywords an ongoing effect. Go yeah. Keywords generally go off before interrupts. Uh, and reactions would. So uh, generally ancestral should go off first, which I think is what's going on with Jigoku. It's applying the uh, Tainikoku move and then applying ancestral because it still thinks the ancestral should apply, but it's already right. been moved it's, off. Yeah, it's strange that it, yeah, it's already moved off, so it's not attached to that thing anymore, so it shouldn't pop back, but it does. Yeah. Anyway, um, we don't know the answer to this one, <laughs> yeah. but we are happy to hear from you know rules experts or tyler uh or someone else you know if they have input and want to tell us how this works and why this works this way or if this is just a jigoku bug or whatever um we, we'd love to hear about that and it actually it actually matters to to a degree because tintikuku cost one right so the value of that card is the the roi on it being pushed around to other characters as other characters as characters they play right that's like you pay for it once but it pays in dividends over by moving from character to character so right. to have to pay for it again actually matters and, we actually got a and what i'd like to stress here is that on jigoku it works the way we think it all works the log just says that after it's moved to another character it then goes back to your hand but it doesn't actually go back to your hand so that's how we think it should all work but I guess what I'm saying is I really want the Jigoku devs to work on this minor text issue in a log rather than uh, the dragon <laughs> pack because who needs the dragon pack? Yeah. Um, we, we actually did get a response in LCG rules questions, which basically concern, uh, confirms what we're saying is that you can choose what to do with the Koku. You can, right. it's not a force reaction, so you can decide to pass on it, in which case the ancestral triggers uh, give you back the Koku. But that doesn't um, explain why the log says that you sure. decide to move it and then the ancestral triggers and puts it back in your hand. That's that's I think that's hard. that's because coding is hard. That's probably um, it, yes. But and I just, uh, you know. thanks to Togashi Katsuko for, for answering that question. Nice. Cool. Hurrah. We right. just went through Bustling Academy and that was both yeah. challenging and confusing all at once. Rules, guys. Mm -hmm. Rules. Rules are hard. So uh, let's move on to some notable, not notable, notable moments and uh, you know recent play that we've we've been doing. What have you guys been playing lately? Like, what what kind of decks have you been playing? Actually, I asked a question. I'm going to answer it for Nick because I was at uh, Midgard this past Tuesday, and Nick handed me his Bushi IMS phoenix deck oh nice to try and that shit is busted it's so I'm, good <laughs> it's it's uh, really gross i don't know i'm sure this is like an outlier and the, the game that i played where essentially nick was he shoved his hand up inside of me and played the game for me and i was his puppet uh, what <laughs> <laughs> he's talking that, like a puppet people that, like a yeah that, that went a certain way i did not expect yeah sorry anyway <laughs> how about this 
<laughs> I felt the strings tugging on my arms as Nick literally much better. Much better. He marionetted me into winning this game. <laughs> Good times. No? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, Nick basically telling me how to play every single move of this game, but because uh, I didn't know how to deal with this deck. But man, um, what's he got? He's got the the Haughty the neutral- magistrate. Well, yes, Haughty Magistrate, but I got Neutral Tatori out there on the board. Yeah. With IMS. And uh, what's the fire? Can't become dishonored or can't become uh, dishonored? Uh, unmatched Expertise, I believe. Yes. The yeah fire restricted card. Plus one, plus one. Yeah, can't become dishonored. And, and if you lose, it pops off, which I think I actually missed one of those. But I have never before gotten Tatori to, like the Neutral Tatori to fire. And it's really gross when it yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> and you just go, wait a second, I'm winning. And he has no yeah. pumps on the board. Yeah. Oh, I will action win this conflict. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really great. And the best part is you still have a plus two, plus two in a lot of cases on board from the IMS. You just bow your box to give yourself more glory. Right. I, I should clarify that Nick Nick's version of this deck is a Lion Splash that has uh, Heroic Resolve and uh, Sashimonos. So I got both of those out there and just had this unbowable killing machine defending and participating in every conflict. And it was disgusting. And I yeah, felt we, legitimately sorry for my opponent. <laughs> we yeah, should know that I was trying to find the person I, I played that kind of spawned the idea for this deck from worlds. Uh, Cause this was one of the decks I faced. Oh, do I have the guys? sheet here he gave it to me but yeah there was there was somebody that that played a very similar deck and then i think with the, some of the new card releases and stuff i built something similar and then nick just like took it to a whole new weird level of awesomeness nick is there yeah, a weird, no so like, i'll be new... honest i i am purely net decking off of a, a deck that somebody else gave me but it's just it's just just a really fun deck so yeah i know it's really good like when so I, when i faced that deck like you just said eric it was like wait you don't bow and you just keep on attacking me and i yeah, you just stop bowing <laughs> yeah and i just def- you yep. defend everything you're you're involved in every conflict and i am but i can't do anything because your stats are so much better yeah that's that's great and you also probably like have a haughty magistrate in there and just go oh yeah, yeah no one else counts yep 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 um credit where credit's due who, whose deck was it I, at? I don't i don't have it written down but nick might have who he has from uh, I got it from uh, Jacob, a friend of mine from the Crane server, but um, I would have to ask him where he got the original from because I know he just net decked it too because he's unoriginal. <laughs> to be honest, I think if you go back and listen to one of our our post worlds episode, I think I actually referenced that the person. So we'd have to go back yep. and look there. But uh, I there's so, at least yeah. the spot of the idea initially was for me from that, and then sounds like it's been making its waves through the uh, the Bushi Builder and Five Rings DB. But it, it's fun. It's fun to play. It's fun to play against in a way that you're like, this is really cool, but I don't want to really face it again. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a cool thing to see happen once. So yeah. we so often now, it sucks. All these decks are like, look what I found. It's horrific. You hope you never see this again. Right. What about you guys? What have you been playing? So I've been playing pretty much the stuff I had for like the month and a half since worlds but i actually built a new deck uh, about a week or two ago and i just wanted to start seeing what it could do and it's nothing super crazy i mean it's it's like a crane splash scorpion deck where i'm using new shoju uh you know 
the I think it's two Voice of Honors, uh, three censures. So that's like all my cancels, and then Policy Debate as my restricted card. So Policy the, Debate was your RL card. God, yeah, I, didn't I was get to playing see it. around a fate worth the entire game. <laughs> well, so you had so many turns where you had like four fate open, and I'm just like, oh my god. Right. Oh well, because I was waiting to buy the big guys. So that deck has yep. very little events that cost anything. So really? it's oh, okay. all in the, it's in the dynasty. So like that was why when I had Hante come up, I was like, oh, I have the money for him. Obviously, I really wanted Shoju. So yeah, I run Shoju, new Shoju, and Hante. So the idea, and then the ideas of three fawning diplomats and like all ways to get try and keep the the favor, um, to to make it so that. I have, you know, basically I can't lose, I can't lose the emperor, but the trick is that I said trick, whatever my thought is, and I don't know if it's really that great or not, is you get your dash, whatever's boosted up. And then because there's so much defend, defend your honor now is yeah. you policy debate in the conflicts where it's just your big, either your shoju or even I'll do it with a, um, alibi artist, right? I put fans in there to just bump up an alibi artist. And so it's like, either you assassinate that which is good for me anyways or i pump them up and i do a policy debate and now you can't defend your honor on me and if you yep. do have anything to target for the defend your honor hopefully i have my cancels online which is the three centuries and the voices so yep. it's nothing like crazy for a for a concept but i it was something a little different like it's not it's not the standard crane splash i guess if you will it's a little bit off the beaten path like people would expect like you said a fate worse than death or you know, I obviously I have at least one uh, noble sack in there, right? Because it's just like a good card. Uh, I've debated putting in a uh, gossip, but I don't know that it really fits in. So, um, but that that's the deck. I mean, it's the the dynasty side is probably the side that needs the most work right now because I have like a lot of test, like the emperor, and then some of the distribution of my other stuff. But it is an expensive dynasty side because there's very little on the conflict for 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 spending fate. I feel like yep. that gossip is thematically uh, dissonant with with Scorpion. Like you can't you can't let your opponent know what you're afraid of if you're a Scorpion. You have to just <laughs> sit there and pre fair point. pretend and pretend like you have the world under control. And well, you, well, you do as a Scorpion player. You have these. That's true. I like how you said I don't have to worry about assassination because if he does, <laughs> that's good for me too. So. <laughs> Yeah, if he if he like three for ones me by killing this uh, alibi artist with two fans on it with one card, then I have won. Then I'm winning the <laughs> game. Just scorpion sure. things. Just totally scorpion sure. things. Well, because then I probably also cancel it. Don't let him die, but you lost three honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the idea is the idea is to actually drop to one bids really early. Like you definitely want your like. It's that's why like I bought that niece today. Like, is that you need the card cycle? You want you know you know guess what scorpion has card cycle and dynasty and card draw so the I idea is drop wow, a bit early yeah oh i know surprise <laughs> but <laughs> showed you right hey new showed you is kind of cool i want him to like be really fun to play against uh, uh, right like that's that's a lot of fun right i could just like three fade him and then you lose three honor and we all get cards but nick what have you been playing save us from this <laughs> <laughs> um so hey, i asked. actually have been playing basically the same stuff since last time i've been playing a lot of krabbits and uh a little bit of the uh phoenix uh glory bushy deck but um i actually had a bit of a brain blast tonight where um i was sitting there thinking like you know 
Crane actually have a fair number of ways to boost glory as well, and they can honor easier than Phoenix can. So I'm in the process of trying to see if I can make a Crane deck that runs enough Shugenja uh, to run Cloak of Night, and then run like Imperial Librarians and Icon of Favor and stuff like that, along with those uh, unmatched expertises. What is Icon of Favor? It's a zero cost, plus zero, plus zero attachment uh, with uh, while you control the Imperial Favor, attached character gets plus one glory. And reaction, after you win a fire conflict, honor attached character, which, by the way, this is one of my favorite interactions. So if I go in with an honored character on a political conflict, I win. I play spies at court. I dishonor them. If it's a fire conflict, because it shares the win a conflict uh, timing window, I can then re-honor them with Icon of Favor. Eh? Oh, oh, so they don't become Eh. dishonored because they're being a spy at court. Go back up a step. Eh? Uh, Why? What did you... You just said uh, Imperial Librarians. Why aren't those in the other deck? In the Uh, IMS deck? Honestly... don't they're not bushy they're courtiers crane get better okay. uh use out of the courtiers i think um but, also uh, i forgot about cloak of night in the ims deck that is absolutely bananas yeah, and the card is really gross using that card on your opponent feels like you are like the intent of the Punish. designers is being dishonored by using that card by going that guy can't be don't touch him back up <laughs> yeah isn't it great yeah it feels a little bit dirty yeah well he sparked the idea for me to make a scorpion deck that uses mark of shame and cloak of night uh in my in the deck i made it for evan because he was asking about interesting scorpion decks and nick gave me the idea after telling me the the cloak of night interaction that you just described cloak of night's really fun guys yeah. it's called shame of, it's called cloak of shame it's really a really a really great name is the deck name Cloak of Shame? Because that's, yeah. that's a good deck yeah. name. I like that. Yeah, it's called Perfect. Cloak of Shame. It's got three Mark of Shames and three Cloak of Knights. And uh, I have not yet to play it, but it's a deck I built. Cool. Okay, so those are all the crazy deck things that we're doing. I also played a, uh, a, a High House of Light deck that had every monk that I could jam into the deck and every, well, actually only like two of each Kiho, but it was a bunch of crap. And I slowly over one no one and a half games um realized how bad high house of light is did you guys know that you need to take a fade off of the ring to do on the the once you've played x cards what is it five cards five cards five cards and then you don't just get a free fate right right it has to come off of a ring because yeah right that's (laughs) totally fair yeah yeah sorry okay um, didn't think I'd be salty. I'd be a salty person on a podcast about card games, but man, I feel feel angry about that. And you should. Why? Um, so <laughs> let's move on to our main topic. Do we have a spiffy name? We don't. I don't it's, think we do, right? Okay. I mean, it's know the topic. And our topic tonight, I'm I'm gonna mark that for a moment where I need to cut dead silence out. 
Um, so yeah, the main topic tonight is clan loyalty. So what does does it does it even exist anymore? Do we have clan loyalty? It's it's a funny thing that it was this carryover from the old card game where you bought into a deck and you kind of were stuck with that deck or that clan. You had all the pieces to that clan, but not necessarily. Oh, excuse me. Not necessarily every other, you know, card that you wanted access to. But with the LCG model, you can hop and switch wherever you want. And I don't know. I don't know. So, Nick, I think you're maybe the most clan loyal person that I know. All right. And really take that as a compliment. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, so actually, that's interesting. I hadn't even thought of of you, Adam. Um, you've never played anything I, with Scorpion. I was besides the. I I don't know that I've ever played a game against Adam, with with very rare exceptions where he was not playing Scorpion. Like I think you put a, together a crab deck at one point. I think. Yep. I have a crab deck, and I have the Phoenix deck, and I played them, and I enjoy them. But I guess my those are more like just for variety. Like they're not really working right in my head. Like they're just to give us all variety to play against. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's true. So you guys are both pretty, pretty loyal clan members. And I started off playing Dragon, and I said I'm gonna play Dragon. That's my clan, and I did it for a while. And then, then they got it, bad, so you bailed. Then they got really bad, <laughs> and yeah. I got bored, and I wanted to try new things. And then I did Phoenix, and Phoenix is still fun, and and there's little, there's fun stuff to explore there. And Dragon's just gotten the shaft when it was supposed to get all the presents. It was like Christmas morning. And there was poop in the stockings. But anyway, um, <laughs> Santa couldn't even be bothered with coal. He had to just poop in the stockings. Listen, it's uh, a long flight, okay? He's got a lot of other people to see. <laughs> he can't <laughs> stop off for pit stops, okay? He did all the other clans, and we were the last clan on his Christmas list. And then so he just really had to go. So <laughs> he took a dump in our stockings. Hi, um, Tyler. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um I guess what I'm trying to say is that you two seem to have identified with a clan and stuck with it and I don't think that I that I'm there that I have I feel like a ronin. Ooh. Yeah, so. I I um so my identification with Crane comes from prior to me ever playing like competitively. I just really liked the mechanics of Crane in the old game, and then it turned out that I really liked the snootiness of Crane in the old game. Um, and I've kind of stuck with it. And even though it's it's been kind of weird since the new game started up, it Crane hasn't really played like I want Crane to play. Snootily. What's that? Snootily. What is snootily? You you just term. said it. You, you just, just said, said that you love the snootiness of Snooty Crane. Far. Oh, yeah. snood. Okay, I heard snoodily like <laughs> he noodle turned it into an, an S on the front. Yeah, I wasn't hearing snooty. <laughs> I was hearing noodle. It was yeah. Anyway, I've never heard anyone. By the way, like, what do you really love about like the main thing that you play on this? You know, the, the, this clan. What do you really identify with? It's oh, they're just so snooty. I, I just enjoy the fact that Crane are so correct about how much better they are than everybody else. That's the thing that I like. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's nice but, that they get to always believe that. <laughs> <laughs> but the the point is, 
modern like like crane in the lcg haven't really played the way that crane used to which was you know in the old game you occasionally looked up from your cards to see what your opponent was doing and make sure you weren't dead but mostly you were kind of playing solitaire in these super controlly um on a running decks that you know could win the game literally just by buying people um but uh so I haven't really seen that in New Crane. Um, Sorry, in fact, I have to interject. Game. I I have to interject. You are okay. complaining about having an opponent. Yeah, and to like, do things. I don't like and, that. Yeah, you actually have someone doing things against you, so you have to care about that. Yeah, it's lame. Okay. Now I really understand the I, root of all of your hatred for Scorpion. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, yeah, honestly, Mike, I, I would be much happier if uh, just, you know, everybody would let me sit there and gain honor instead you can, of all this other stuff. You can goldfish at home and just play your deck by yourself if you want. But I don't want that. I want to demonstrate to other people my superiority by goldfishing uh, at them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, you understand. You understand. No, with, not at them, just with them present. True. Right. While they're in the room watching yeah. you do unspeakable things to them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, uh, th that's kind of what I loved about Crane. And then I later became attached to them in lore and things like that. And uh, so that has kind of carried me through uh, to now when, honestly, my, my clan loyalty is kind of at a low. I don't know that I've played a game of Crane in a month, two months. I've just been having a lot of fun playing like totally new deck archetypes like the um, Golden Plains Outpost Unicorn that just builds a giant tower and then stands it up in every conflict forever, um, or the Kravitz Swarm deck. Um, and every time I try to build something similar in Crane, it just doesn't seem to have all the same pieces. So I'm, I'm waiting on Crane to have something new that isn't like just a deck that we've been playing since core plus or minus a couple cards. So, hey. well, I'm curious to see the deck you just were talking about before that you're thinking about. Yeah, I'm actually looking at it on Bushi Builder right now, and it's it's terrible. Did you know you need Shugenja for uh, Cloak of Night to work? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, most Crane Shugenja most, aren't very good. Most yeah, Phoenix cards need Shugenja. Scorpion ones aren't that good either. That's why that deck I was telling you about is not probably at all good, but at least silly. You just yeah. gave a dud to Evan, and you were like, here, take this. No, no, I specifically I told him, I said this, because he had a friend who was interested in playing Phoenix, but also Scorpion. I'm like, well, you could try this and just play with these cards that are both Phoenix and Scorpion. <laughs> like, there you go. Right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, Adam, before we get to, to you and your clan loyalty, I just, can we point out here and just uh, as a community observe that Golden Plains Outpost is a stronghold that people are choosing and it is good. And nobody has said anything. They've about like, hey, Golden Plains Outpost is a deck now. What the hell's going on? No one yeah, said I, that I, at I, all. I think Face everybody thing. has said that. But yeah, yeah. what I've heard? No, I've heard. I listened to all the stupid podcasts. All, all, <laughs> stupid podcasts about this stupid game. All and the it, other dumb podcasts, not like <laughs> our smart podcasts where we debate rules we don't understand. We're we're yeah. so we're so meek. <laughs> no, whatever. All the other podcasts were just like casually mentioning this awesome GPO deck, and no one gave credit to the the. They spent so long 
trashing GPO. No one was like, hey, now it's good. They were Here's just the like, thing, GPO is still bad, but fan of command no, is really, really no, good. You cannot do that. You can't separate. You absolutely can't. Mm -mm. Oh, yeah. Why would you not choose HMT then instead? Honestly, so I think that deck might actually be better with HMT. I don't think you need as much move-in as it has with GPO. Well, I have no counter-argument for that. I, so. Yeah, yeah. It, it's sometimes really good to just not have to do any political stats at all, turns out. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I totally like lopped Adam off at the knees with the clan loyalty discussion. Do you have, how do you feel about being a scorpion? I think for me, I've, I've, uh, the Scorpion playstyle is what I was always interested in. And I think I've talked, talked about this before. And I don't think it's changed, right? I like, I like keeping, I guess, what's the way to put it? I like forcing my opponent to have bad choices, if that makes sense. And that's how I've been like in most of the games I play, right? Like they may not always be the best winning approach, uh, for me, but like to make my opponent have to think is what I, enjoy for games in like most games right like challenging somebody because to be honest i like that as well like i like being challenged when i'm playing games so um yeah so for me i like the idea that i can force someone to make have two choices presented to them both of them bad but they need to pick the one that's less bad for them if that makes sense right that, that's 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 scorpion for me you That's like to why. be challenged in your in your games, and and so you choose to play Scorpion. Yes, yes. <laughs> I I know what you try to do there, but you. <laughs> what I what I'm saying is that a lot of the cards that we have in Scorpion, right? They're I should say a lot. All the cards I have in Scorpion are good. Let's just be perfectly honest. <laughs> but that, that, well, that's not true. Yes, what about that one card where like your opponent names a card and then you can reveal your hand oh, card isn't in your hand or something like that. Oh, it's, uh, that thing's bad. Yeah, Emissary of lies. That's Emissary. Yes. It's, it's real bad. Uh, yeah. But like, that's okay. Yeah. That's a bad card, but that, that card actually, is it a good example of what I'm trying to describe, right? Like the choices there are kind of weird and it's totally not a good card, but that's the type of like the, the silly one. Cause like Scorpion is, has like all of this stuff that I feel like is a little bit, not in line with the normal game, right? It does stuff always a little bit sideways, and that's what like I like. Completely different game, maybe. Yeah, and I like maybe. that, and that, that's sort of yeah, that's for me. And like even even the story and fluff wise, like I love the scorpion stuff. I like the intrigue. That's like totally up my alley. I like kind of like the fact that there's the the ninja element. There's the spies. There's all of that stuff. And they even have, they, at least in the lore, there's enough Shugenja stuff that makes it interesting. It doesn't really pan out that well in the LCG, but, you know, this the the kind of Yogos and all that kind of stuff. They're, they're in, it's interesting. I've, I like the Scorpio thing. Now, the mask thing was cool until uh, some people take it too far at, like, tournaments and stuff like that. But I like the whole mask thing in the lore, so I think it's kind of cool. But, yeah, so for me, it's it's a mix of fluff and mechanics. That's fair. See, it's it's funny though because you, I, I feel like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, we kind of took the same journey, but we ended up in a little bit of a different place. We started out with the mechanics we liked, um, yeah, and yours kind of led you to Scorpion, um, whereas I've been playing Crane, even though it doesn't have the mechanics that I like. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, 
What about so? What about you, Eric? You're obviously a, a little more uh, tied to just playing a fun clan. Yeah, so I started doing dragon because there was no resident dragon player at Midgard, and there are Phoenix players, I guess, but um, I wanted something semi-competitive to take to a tournament and to just not feel like I'm an absolute dumpster fire with because I kind of feel like I need a bit of a crutch since my attention span is a little more divided among other games and things like that. Um, <clears throat> I don't have a huge attachment to like the lore pieces. I like I like the general lore setting, but I, I still have a vast majority of the of the books and novels that I haven't gotten read. I haven't read them. I haven't made time to read them. So I don't know. I don't have, um, I, there's actually been a couple of times where I'd like, I want to try crab, but crab is a bit overrepresentative at over, over, overrepresented at our local game nights. So I will shy away from it because I don't want to, you know, everybody have mirror matches and all that stuff. But I don't know. I yeah. liked being a dragon when it was a thing, but then I just felt like I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, I mean, it I does get I, to a point, especially with Dragon, where you're playing the same deck for so long, and like, like that's kind of where I'm at with like Crane, where for, I'm just like, okay, I can play more. So, Link. great. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry to keep trying to cut you off. Um, hot topic, right? They have, they have t-shirts and stuff now, and I went on the website, and I was looking at the shirts, and I was like, what, what of these would I buy? Like, which which clan would I? I wouldn't want to buy. You know, it's like Phoenix or Dragon. I don't know. I might not want to do that anymore in like two months. That's how I feel right now. I feel very like I don't I don't even have the commitment to buy a twenty dollar t shirt with a clan mod on it. And wow. so Yeah. I so I was thinking about this a little bit as you guys were talking, uh even at the start of this this topic. Um uh, I think uh, a question to probably ask if you're clan loyal is if your clan is was bad or had a deck a single deck, like I, I guess the question is, is really a example of what happened with dragon right like there are many people who like playing dragon if you are okay playing if you okay let me back up if you like dragon and you're okay playing a single deck that isn't was competitive but then now is not super competitive would you still be clan loyal to dragon and i think that's kind of like the deciding question i don't if that, that question has to be with scorpion I think my answer is I would still play Scorpion, but I'm not positive on that because I have the luxury of like, I have like three Scorpion decks right now built. They're all totally different. Scorpion is good. So I can go back to a good Scorpion deck at any time. You know what I mean? So I don't know the answer to that. I think I really probably would stay clan loyal, but um, I don't, I don't know if that's true. Like, I don't know that if it was so dire and boring and like i say boring and non-competitive that i would stick with scorpion right because then for me the game becomes less fun and then i would not maybe play the game as much and i think that's what you know eric you can answer this but like i don't i don't think anybody faults anybody for her hopping because like if you're bored playing a game you like why not go play a clan you have more fun playing and right i mean better yeah. with yeah, yeah, I have I hundreds of other cards of clans that I'd never yeah. touched. So I was like, okay, right. well, now I'm going to explore these. But like, you know, Scorpion, you have your KB decks. And now this new crazy Stinger deck with like weird, you make a decision first thing coming out. And that seems cool and different. And like, right. uh, you know, Shiro Katsuki and High House was like kind of yeah. fun. But like Shiro Katsuki, I, I played like two games and I just immediately was like, nope, no, nah, I'm done. I can't try this. It's so, it does is so little and there's no 
other decks to explore besides with dragon there's like test and there's put rings on put fate on rings and move fate around on round rings and then you lose yeah <laughs> and, and like they got rid of the latest one which i i appreciate the daishio deck like that that deck should not be in the the game so like, yeah i went away but that was the only other option right for people right I did Daisho for a while, and I was like, oh, this is fun. I get to like put you in a really tough spot. And then I played against it enough times as well that I, I just felt like I can't do this to people. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I think that's what clan loyalty is. Like, can you, If you can answer that question, then you can decide if you're clan loyal. And being, whether you are clan loyal or, or not doesn't make you good or bad. It just means, like, do you think you could be clan loyal? So here's the thing I would say is that I think there's a there are different levels of clan loyalty. Um, like I haven't played, like I said, I haven't played a crane game in you know months at this point. Um, but I don't think I'll ever play in any sort of tournament that could lead up to like worlds or something like that as anything but crane. Yeah, you're you're buying that crane T-shirt, you know, like that's exactly. Yeah. And part of that, to be honest, is like the crane community and everything. Like, you know, I know a bunch of people on there and they're all great. So, yeah, you know, it's just it's just fun. I, I yeah, that whole thing at like Worlds was awesome going and just, you know, hanging out with the crane people uh, at the crane dinner and everything. I don't know. That, Shout out birds like community as well. So, yeah. OK, so I think that wraps up our discussion on clan loyalty. And we have one more little thing. This is just kind of a fun idea that, that we thought up. Um, we thought since New Year's is here, you know, we're, we're in the new year and New Year's resolutions are a thing, we might try and come up with a New Year's L5R resolution or a goal of some, of some type to, to strive towards. Nick, do you have one? Yeah, so mine is to try more things. Um, Actually, this comes back to what you were just talking about with Golden Plains Outpost. Um, that was a stronghold that I had just written off completely. I, you know, uh, looked at it. I played it a bunch, actually, in core, but um, it was terrible. It didn't do anything. Uh, it moved guys into conflicts, which didn't mean anything unless you could unbow them, which Fana Command does for you now and, and things like that. But between that and the Glory Bushi deck, you know, I also thought, uh ims was a terrible stronghold um you know crabbits as like this crab swarm playing not the standard crab anymore uh all these things are really cool and really new just things that the game hasn't um hasn't really seen particularly out of some of these clans you know all of a sudden crab is swarming and unicorn is towering um you know it, it just kind of convinced me that there's a lot more room for innovation in L5R than I thought there was maybe a year ago, where oh. I would look at a card, judge it based on does this fit into current decks, and you know, kind of give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down based on that. And if it was, you know, the 41st card and it didn't make the deck, then fine. You know, it that's that's a bad card. Um uh, but I think that what you were saying as far as like it being where we are now versus a year ago a big factor is the roles being freed. So you have yeah. the flexibility to now like say, well, I could use this and now actually you can instead of whereas before you you were kind of going, oh, I could, if only I had access to this role, but I don't want to vote for this role for this weird deck that might not work. And now you can just try yeah. it. 
yeah yeah there there's definitely a lot of that too because yeah there are some cards that you need to make some of these things go and you might not have them unless you you know go for an earth roll or something you know i mean there's maybe maybe i'll play you know an unfulfilled duty crane deck uh you know and just unbow all my little weenie courtiers a billion times you know but Uji and all the one drops yeah yeah although they wouldn't be free anymore with him so that's good harsh yeah adam do you have uh any resolutions or goals <clears throat> yeah i guess uh, i'm not big on resolutions so this is a little bit tougher for me to draw from but i was thinking that uh with the little lull between the holidays and and uh tournament season and stuff and you know with the new year that i probably want to get us to do a few more uh playthroughs with commentary so either streams or uh, Jigoku games that either are just to play through with you know someone playing like my, my me playing a game and doing a commentary of my game while I'm playing, or commentating someone else's game. Uh, with the sad news that the uh, current form of the Discord League has gone away, it makes it harder to get uh, abundance of games just happening nonstop. So uh, you know maybe finding opponents and doing that and recording and putting on our YouTube channel, uh, going to tournaments and getting more uh, videos and putting them either on YouTube live or to Twitch uh, or recording them. Uh, I know I'm remiss in getting some of the draft stuff back out, even from worlds. So if I could get those, but just it's on a different laptop that I don't usually have access to. So it's kind of tough <laughs> to get that stuff out. Um, but yeah, so I guess my resolution is to get more secondary content on our live and uh, video playthrough streaming outlets. Cool. It's a good one. Nice. Yeah, I like mine, that. Mine is similar. I, I want to play more Jigoku games because I, I feel like I've been in this cycle where my wife and I trade Tuesdays. So she gets a Tuesday and she goes out and then I get a Tuesday and I get to go out and I will generally go to... Um, play at Midgard with you guys and I will bring the deck that I kind of came up with maybe two or three nights before or net decked or, or something and I'll play it once or twice and I'll go oh, okay cool and then I'll do that again next week and I won't have any experience in between so I want to play some more games online in between and, and be able to tweak my own stuff and my primary one is to build my own deck I want to build a deck I have sort of pseudo done this but always just falls on its face I want to spend time and work on something um, ideally with like a bad card, what is a quote unquote bad card at the center of it and prove that I can use it somehow, like figure out a way to how to use fallen in battle or, or whatever card it is that has never just worked before, but now maybe people aren't looking at it and I come up with something. I want to be a creator. Nice. I like that. Yeah. That's a good one. New decks, innovation. Yeah. Um, we we also did skip past our little uh, news section. I, I realize now, as Adam said, uh, rip the Discord League. That's uh, the current management of the Discord League decided after 22 seasons, which is about two years, um, they've decided to step back from running the Discord League. So it that's sad news, and we thank them uh, for doing that um md ran a bunch of that and i know that he had uh plentiful help as well or some help anyway i don't know to what degree but thanks for for running that guys and it does look like there was some development already kind of going on for the next version of the discord league there was a post 
Yeah, yeah it looks looks like uh, if you are an able and interested programmer, that you could message worker b pound three five two seven on the Discord channel. Uh, they're looking for people to help kind of come up with a new technical software. Uh, platform to help manage it, and whether that is like integrating with other stuff or doing a whole new thing from the ground up. But uh, yeah, Luke, who is like... the original, um, so his bit metal uh, on there. He's there. I think he's stepping down too. So you can reach out, reach out to him because he's trying to help make the transition easy. Right. I think they're trying to replace the Excel spreadsheet tracking of the Discord League because it got a little difficult to manage near the back end. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, it sounded like it was a bit of a nightmare, especially as things went further and further on. I know there were a bunch of bugs and things and uneven groups and all this other nonsense. So, mm-hmm. but hey, they they dealt with that for like you said, twenty two seasons. That's like a crazy amount of work, and uh, I think the community owes a lot to those guys because you know yeah. uh, those Discord leagues they generate a lot of the videos that we've done and that everybody you know other streamers and commentators have done um and just a ton of information too on you know what people are playing and what's successful against what and yeah they've been a, a great little uh, petri dish to watch the game grow so yeah can't say enough that that's it's just been a huge thing for the community yeah so hats off we'd applaud you but we're on a podcast and it would probably hurt your ears um sure. The other bit of news is that Turn 4 Hobbytown in West Boylston, Mass, is seeking a backup TO. The current TO there is under some time constraints. So help keep the scene alive if you're in the area. And if you want to go do that, step on up and let um, Nick, what's the best contact information for Derek there? Uh, Derek is um, on the Discord. He is dog with phone. Is he dog with Uh, phone on uh, on the global one as well? Uh, yes, yes. So he's dog with phone 1828. So dog with phone pound 1828. Um, he, uh, he was looking for a, uh, somebody to take over for a while. Um, he's just, yeah, been working a lot of weekends as I guess, and, uh, gets difficult. He's also a, heading out. So a Kodo Yuki Teru. Yes. Yeah. Yuki Teru on the, uh, the main discord. All right, that's all I had. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to mention? Shoutouts or stuff? No, uh, no, no. I think I'm. I think I'm good. Okay, Samets are always samurai. Wow, Samets. Samurais always knows peasants. Peasants always know samurai. Everybody always notices notices everybody else. What? <laughs> oh my god! Hey guys, did you know that today is our one year anniversary at the Meek Informant? I did. I just told you it was. You just told us that? And then <laughs> I just I, told you. And I, I started. <laughs> I started recording again so we could say it so that everyone would hear that it's our one year anniversary. Happy anniversary. And it's our 20th episode. I know. Oh, and, crazy. and we're recording this on 1 20 2020. Oh, man. And it's our 20th episode. And our first episode was 120. Oh, oh, my goodness. In 2019. Wow. We're all about the, the number 20. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. So this is the last episode, is what you're saying? We've hit. No. <laughs> Therefore, we're done. Stop it. <laughs> no. Go away. No. Never mind. Okay. Sorry. It's no, not. not good. We need to pour it out for our, our our good friend Johnny, who is not here with us. He's he's playing train games somewhere. I poured one out into my mouth as I drank my drink <laughs> earlier. There you go. That's how you do that, right? Yes. Yes. So samurai seldom notice peasants. Peasants always notice samurai. 
Uh, no, I think both parties always notice each other, and so everyone's very aware, and it's a it's a pleasant experience for everybody. <laughs> yep, that's yeah, you got it. That's it. Samurai and, and and peasants are pretty aware of their surroundings. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's it. Great. Wow. Good night, everybody. Hey everyone, welcome to the Meek Informant. Informer. <laughs> the informants. Well, More than meets the eye. <laughs>